Welcome to the Brain People Podcast, a show where four mental health experts team up to bring you practical tools for overcoming mental health challenges. The Brain People don't replace your doctor or therapist, but we will give you some extra tools to help you on your journey. So join us as we fight mental illness, one episode at a time. Welcome to the Brain People Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Daniel Bynus. And today we have a very special episode where we're going to be talking about crisis and how to deal with crisis. And we really want to speak specifically to those in Ukraine who are dealing with a lot of tragedy, a lot of crisis, a lot of stress in their lives. Uh, But these principles are going to be very helpful for anyone and specifically any family that is going through a crisis. And I'm really excited today to be having, uh, joining me, uh, Chris and Robin Denbesten, and uh, they're going to be sharing a bit from their own story and also giving us some very practical tips on how to deal with crisis. And uh, as a way of introduction, uh, Chris, he actually just told me that he works um, full-time in uh, construction equipment uh, uh, distribution, but over the years, uh, he has also found great joy in helping people in so many other ways. And he's actually authored several books and a crisis survival guide. And uh, his wife, Robin, has been a super mom, um, taking care of their three wonderful uh, children and has been their by his side uh, the whole time. And uh, they, they have some amazing, an amazing story to share with us today and some wonderful ways of coping. So I really want to encourage our audience, again, especially those in Ukraine, to, to listen carefully. And we pray that you will be blessed uh, by our time today. So welcome, Chris and Robin. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I'd love uh, for you to really get into uh, sharing a little bit about uh, what happened in, in your family and, um, and, and how you were, started, were able to deal with that. Well, we were just living, you know, our, our lives with a young family and uh, I'm working a lot and, and Robin's, you know, at home with, with three kids. And at the time, our daughter, who was nine years old, we all kind of got a little sick I uh, like colds and we all got better, but she didn't. And um, uh, to make a long story short, what had happened is a virus had settled in her heart and um, she uh, almost uh, passed away on Christmas Eve. They took her to the hospital and uh, uh, that's where we found out that a virus had attacked her heart and that uh, it didn't look like she was going to make it. So. Um, that was quite a shock, not anything we could have prepared for. Um, but you know, uh, that's, that's the crisis that hit us out of nowhere. And, um, you know, we never set out to, nobody sets out to have a crisis, but, um, when, when it hits, you, you've got choices to make. And, you know, our first choice was we needed to turn to the Lord and just, uh, just trust him. So, so that was first and foremost. Thank you for, wow. I mean, I can only imagine that totally came out of left field, didn't I? I mean, you, you 
were not expecting anything like that. Like you said, it was just a, a cold and um, everyone else seemed to be doing fine. Now, when a crisis like that hits a family, it can hit everyone differently. And I'd be interested to, to hear from uh, both of you, how did it hit you? And also your other, you have two other children, right? How, how old were they and how did it affect them? Yeah, we had we had two boys at the time. One was 11 and one was seven. So Grayson was right there in the middle. And um, initially when this happened on Christmas Eve day, we found ourselves, you know, at the hospital in the cardiac unit and Grayson was put on life support. Um, you're in absolute shock. Um, personally, for me as a mom, I went into um how can I help her? How can I be strong for her? It was just something I immediately, the role that I went into, I um, just wanted to be strong for her as she was suffering. And then once she was on life support and they brought us back in to see her, that was an excruciating moment. Um, her head was thrust to the side and tubes were keeping her alive. Um, and a machine was helping her heart work. And it was devastating to see this perfectly healthy child suddenly um, lying there lifeless. And so it's different for everyone. But I can just say for me, I um, there was a strength I suppose I didn't know I had uh, in, in those initial days. Um, and, you know, Chris dealt with it differently. Our boys did see her that night before everything sort of went downhill. Uh, and they were concerned, of course, for their sister. And she was supposed to sing at church that night away in a manger. And she was devastated that she didn't get to do that. Um, but they were extremely concerned. And it was interesting how we explained to them, you know, what was happening as in the moment we really were so shocked ourselves, we didn't know. Yeah. Wow. So it sounds like you really jumped in there and you found the strength, like you said, that that uh, God gave you to really do whatever it took to be there and uh, to to step up and to help. And and what about you, Chris? Was this what did you have a different response to this crisis? It was one of those where you don't have any idea what to do. Um, you know, a dad wants to like jump in and take care of the situation. And you know, save your daughter. I mean, your daughter's in peril, but you can't do anything. And um, I remember it, it hit Robin and I both separately, but the same Bible verse, um, Psalm 46, 10, where it says, be still and know that I'm God. Um, that's what we had to do. There was nothing we could do. Only he could do it. And in a, in a crisis like that, um, accepting that and accepting that the outcome is his and we just have to take that next step in faith however hard that is or difficult that is even if we don't know what it is so um you know again that's what happened when uh, we just had to do it there, there's nothing we planned for it just it was there and the lord was sweet enough to give us the same bible verse to be still and know he was with us that's amazing and i love that you were already connected with the Lord beforehand. Uh, and that of course, a lot, and you had some of those scriptures already stored in your mind and, and that helped you to face the crisis. And that's of course, one of the, 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 the major points, I think for, for any of us uh, as believers that it's ideal, right? When we're faced with, uh, 
or before the crisis to to store those those uh, promises in our mind. Now, what about you know maybe for some of us where we're facing crisis and we haven't had the chance to store those um, scriptures in our mind, or maybe we haven't taken the opportunity and now we're facing crisis. Maybe we haven't had you know that text come up. Um, I'd love to hear from both of you. What steps can people take to really start dealing with that initial crisis? And, and, you know, just like what you shared, there's, there, there can be a difference between different people. I mean, some people tend to like, want to jump in there and do more. Other people can actually withdraw, you know, when it comes to meeting a crisis or, or maybe to feel frozen, like they can't do anything. And, and so what do you think is a good approach um, from what you've gone through and what you've experienced when, when you first face that initial crisis? To be calm, uh, you know, not to freak out. Um, you know, that's what being still and know I'm God did for us. Um, you know, you, you've got to be calm. You've got to, um, you know, just focus on the here and now, you know, not be thinking about, well, I wonder why this happened or how could I have done it? Have I done something? You know, no, you can't. Don't be thinking about all kinds of stuff like that. Just be thinking about the current situation and what can I do in this current situation to um, to help and um, to, you know, be peaceful. And also, you're, you don't want to feel like you're doing it alone. You know, there's people around you. Bring people around you. Um, do it together. You know, um, that, that was Robin and I faced this together. And then we had friends and family uh, with us. And, and you want to be sure to, to, to get help. Don't feel like I don't need help or I don't want help. You, you, you need help when you're in a situation like that. Yeah. I really like what you're saying. You know, basically it's of course easy to, for, for, for anyone that's not in crisis to, to, for, to tell people, okay, just be calm. Don't, don't flip out. But at the same time, when we're going through crisis, we're like, yeah, what are you talking about? I'm, <laughs> I, I can't help but freaking out. I mean, my daughter's dying or, you know, I'm separated from my family or whatever it might be. But at the same time, I, I, I love that key that you pointed out. It's okay. Bring it back to the present moment, right? Bring it back to the here and now. Cause we can't control what is going to happen. The only thing we can control is what's what's happening right now and the other piece I, I love that you pointed out is instead of withdrawing which is is common for i think a lot of us going through crisis and and trying to figure out on our own that we actually remain open to connecting with those that we knew we do know um that care and are around us so robin do you have any other uh points that you would add to what what chris mentioned there as far as uh you know that initial family crisis and, and how people can, can, can really deal with that. And, you know, for our friends there in, in Ukraine, there's all sorts of family crises that are going on, right? I mean, there's families that have been displaced and children that have been separated from parents and people who, who have died. And so, um, yeah, how, what are some of those key elements uh, that you think were important uh, from your perspective, Robin? just echo what Chris said too. I mean, when a crisis happens, no matter what type of crisis it is, and like for the people in Ukraine you just spoke about, those their crises is very different than ours in many ways. However, I would encourage them to take it 
one day at a time. And, and we used to say this in the hospital all the time. We're going to take it. Sometimes it was one minute at a time when something was happening with the machine Grayson was hooked up to that was keeping her alive and uh, everything was going crazy. And you have to you have to just breathe and stay in just that moment and your mind starts racing and you can try to get ahead of yourself. And, um, you know, there are people around you that can help. And maybe um, for those in Ukraine, you know, somebody near them isn't at the stage that that of crises that they're going through and they can step up and come alongside them and encourage them. And um, it's important to reach out to people that can help with that. But jumping ahead to tomorrow and what might happen tomorrow and oh no about tomorrow, it doesn't help. So staying present, um, taking some deep breaths really helps and praying. And just, you know, sometimes prayer doesn't have to be some big, you know, formal thing. It's simply, it, it can be your heart's song. It can be, Lord, just be with us now. Help us to, you know, feel your presence and, and the comfort. And it's always, always there. And he never, ever fails when we ask him for his strength. I can tell you that 100%. I love that. And, you know, that really reminds me of, how God's promises are always faithful. And he, like you said, he never lets it sound. Do you have a couple, either of you or both of you, do you have a, a couple of anchor points? I mean, I know you, you shared the one from Psalms, right? Be still and know that I am God. Are there any other ones that uh, would encourage our listeners today uh, in the midst of crisis? Jeremiah 1.9 has always been important to me. Um, especially when we were going through this and that's, you know, uh, be strong and of good courage. Do not be frightened or dismayed for the Lord. Your God is with you wherever you go. So, you know, not only wherever we go, but whatever we face that we can be strong and courageous because we know he's with us. And, and that's what really helped carry us through, especially in those early moments of this crisis. Yeah, one of my favorites, you know, even prior to everything happening with our daughter was Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And, and even to this day, I apply it when I'm struggling with something. And it just reminds me, trust in the Lord with all your heart, not part of your heart, not a piece of your heart, all of your heart and soul. Don't lean on your own understanding. It's just not going to make sense. You know, how are we going to survive today? Your understanding is not going to have that answer. So you can't lean on your own thoughts and understanding of your survival for that day. Um, you just have to acknowledge him and he'll direct your path. He'll direct your rescue. He'll direct, you know, your strength. He'll he'll fill you with every ounce of it. But it's a constant reminder that you have to keep telling yourself as you're walking through crisis. Yeah. And I, lo I love both of those promises. And, uh, you know, thinking about the one that you just quoted from Proverbs, it's that trust with all of our hearts, which can be very difficult sometimes. But I, I agree when we ask the Lord and we say, Lord, you know, I'm having a hard time giving you my full heart right now. There's a big part of my heart that it's afraid, but I want to trust you with all my heart. So help me. I, I do believe he helps us. And I've, I've seen him do that in my life. And it sounds like you've really seen him do that in your life as well. Now, before we um, 
finish I, I'll, I, this segment, I really wanted to uh, also just ask, you know, of course, there was that initial crisis, but then there was also the unknown because there's that initial crisis of what you know is wrong, but then there's the unknown for the future. You know, there's the unknown, like what's going to happen to our daughter? Is she going to die tomorrow or whatever? You know, is she going to have major problems the rest of her life, even if she survives? Um, so to me, that's that it, it's different in a way. And I'm just wondering, are there any other things that are important uh, for our listeners to to take note of in dealing with not just crisis that we know, but then the unknown, who, who knows what's going to happen next kind of thing? That was probably the hardest part for all of us. Uh, we didn't know what was going to happen tomorrow and we didn't know what was going to happen long term. Um, but that's why you had to just focus on each day and every morning ask for enough, enough strength for today so that we can face, you know, whatever it is that uh, will come our way. Um, again, to use a scripture that really helped us was uh, Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord's plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you hope and a future. And, you know, we just put our trust in that verse. The other thing was accepting. We had to be willing to accept an outcome, which was not what we wanted. And just being able to say, God, if <laughs> this is what we want, but if you're going to do something different, we're going to trust you um, because we know you have a plan and we want you to work your plan and um, just, help us to to follow that plan to walk the path like robin talked about of proverbs 3 5 and 6 um you know it's it, the unknown is maybe the toughest thing yeah yeah no and, and i and i definitely resonate with that and it brings to mind you know another uh text from isaiah i think it's in isaiah 55 that says uh for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways. As high as the heavens are above the earth, so much higher are my thoughts than your thoughts and my ways than your ways. And and that acceptance piece, it's like, okay, Lord, I don't know, you know what's best for me, for my family, for my daughter, et cetera, but you do. And sometimes you do work in ways that we don't understand from a human standpoint, but you see that big picture. I only see a very small piece of that picture. And, and so I accept that, you know, better than I do. And it, but it, it's not easy, but I, I really appreciate um, what you're saying there. It's so true. So true. Robin, any uh, additional feedback there? Dad, yeah, I, I love that verse. And in fact, I, I whispered that verse in Grayson's ear right before they had me step out of the room before she went downhill. Um, we were learning scripture, our kids were, and I, I recited that verse in her ear. Um, the waiting, the unknown is so, so hard. And, um, you know, we were, we came to a point where we were surviving. We were surviving the day. We were surviving the next hour. Um, and so you, we were waiting for a heart to come for our daughter, but we had no idea when that could be. We were told to settle in. It could be a year that we're living in a hospital in a pediatric ICU on life support, missing our boys who were back, you know, an hour and a half away. We kept them in school, uh, living with my in-laws. So they had some sense of normalcy, but they would be with us on the weekends in the pediatric ICU. And so you're really just trying to survive. 
And we, Chris and I both experienced actually on Christmas day. So literally the next day after all this began, uh, peace that passes all understanding. And it's a very real thing. We it, both separately in that day, we call it the best Christmas gift ever, literally, because the Lord said to me, I have grace in, in the palm of my hands and I'm not finished with her on this earth yet. And I held to that. And he, it, it didn't mean suddenly everything was easy at all, but I knew that he had spoken to me in that way and I believed it and it helped me cope. Um, but working through just getting through a day and surviving and sometimes as in Ukraine right now, people are just trying to survive the day um, just to continue to speak his name and, um, you know, focus on being strong together um, with your children or if you're not with your children. I know my circumstance was terribly different, but I missed my boys so much. I missed our normal life and that normal life wasn't ever going to come back in that way. Um, and you sort of have to mourn the loss of that normal, you know, season that you that you knew. Um, and I know that the people in Ukraine are are struggling with that too. And I just want to encourage them to take it one day at a time. Thank you for that. Well, I think we've really touched on some very key points, and I really appreciate uh, both of your input, not just uh, from you know what you've studied in the scriptures, but what you've lived in your life and seeing the power of God and how he has come through time after time for you. And, and uh, just to remind our listeners, so you know some of the highlights that we pointed out, so important for us to stay present in the moment, not get ahead of ourselves, not get ahead of, of God. And that we also take the time to in, be intentional to connect with others, uh, to support one another, to encourage one another, and that we also practice acceptance, realizing we don't know all the time what's best for us, what's best for our families, what's best for our children, and ultimately that we trust in God and we trust that He does know what's best, and that's what allows us to be present. That's what allows us to accept and that we hang on to his promises, which are always sure. Now, I also want to tell our listeners, you can download for free a copy of the Crisis uh, Survival uh, book that has been written uh, by Chris. And uh, you can download that at our website. It's beautifulmindshealth.com, beautifulmindshealth.com. Com. And if you go to the uh, menu bar and you click on the resources tab, you'll find it there. So thank you so much, uh, Chris and Robin. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in. And we're going to have a part two uh, where we get to hear more about their story and also some more tips for dealing with crisis. Thank you. So if you only take one thing away from today's show, remember this. If mental illness is a whole person problem, then it must have a whole person solution. I'm Dr. Daniel Bynus. I'm Robin Denbeston. I'm Chris Denbeston. And you've been listening to the, the Brain, Brain People, People Podcast. Podcast. Thanks for listening. To hear more episodes, find us on social media or support us financially, visit thebrainpeoplepodcast.com.